Hey peeps, welcome back. This is your host Lee Benz for the AEW Insider March 18th edition. Uh, remember to check us out on the AEW Insider on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're also on YouTube and our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker Radio, iTunes, and many more. Let's get to the AEW news this week. Well, peeps, the biggest AEW news of the week for me is that uh, the Young Bucks made an appearance this weekend at AAA Lucha Libre Wrestling, and the Bucks confronted the Lucha Brothers. They truly are the two best tag teams in the world right now. Well, the Bucks challenged them for their belts, and it was a very cool match. With the Meltzer driver at the end, the Bucks stripped the Lucha Brothers of the AAA Lucha Libre tag titles. It was very sweet. Cody made a cameo there also. He came out with two women cheering him on, and he had his cane. The crowd loves him, and you can tell he loves him too. Well, AEW scooped up good old JR for a million dollars a year. We all knew he was coming when his contract was up. WWE shit all over him since his stroke, and it's their loss. JR is one of the best announcers ever and will be an excellent addition to AEW. Like I said, we all knew he was coming, and the original rumor was that him and Jericho were going to start their own promotion over a year ago. Imagine that. Uh, Jim Cornette went on a rant again. His personal grudge against the Bucks is garbage, but he said that AEW has a roster full of nobodies. They do not have any main eventers or superstars on their roster. He really has lost touch so badly. It's pretty sad. Cornette sucked, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Cornette sucked in his, his usual vendetta against the Young Bucks. I mean, he used to be amazing, but like how he's old right now and hating on anybody, he just sucks anymore. He really does. It just sucks that the end of his career is going to be like that. He's just old and angry like a lot of people get at the end of their lives, at the end of their career. Um, he just picks fight with people for no reason. Like, it's stupid. Uh, Chris Jericho had Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. the original Incredible Hulk, on Talk is Jericho this week. It was a really great interview with some great stories about Arnold Schwarzenegger back in their weightlifting days. And Jericho reviewed, uh, excuse me, revealed that he would like KO, a.k.a. Kevin Owens, to induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame. I agree that would be awesome. Uh, I'm doing my best to make the AEW pay-per-view they're going to have in Florida in June. It's going to be a little hard after Mania week, because we're going to be at WrestleMania all week doing all kinds of stuff. I'm going to read our updated schedule at the end of this episode. Uh, this week's episode of Cody Rhodes Road to a Double or Nothing was so good. I swear it legit gets better every single week. This week it featured, it, featured, uh, it started with Cody running the ropes. He was testing out his knee in the ring that he, his knee he had surgery on in the ring. MJF was doing it with him. MJF said he did not think it was a good idea, but he would support his friend. Cody knows his knee is not ready yet. Then they cut to a nice vignette of Dr. Britt Baker talking about how she became a dentist and a pro wrestler at the same time. It was nice and it gave a little insight into the good doctor's career and her paths that led to them. They also show behind the scene how a wrestler music gets made. A group was doing Dr. Baker's entrance music. It was a very cool behind the scenes look into the process. It then showed Brandy gifting Cody his new cane for his knee. A doctor recommended that he should use a cane, and I remember he said on Twitter he'd think he could pull it off, and he definitely could, honestly. Uh, if anybody could pull off the cane, it's definitely Cody. Uh, they then showed a behind-the-scenes vignette of ProWrestlingTees.com. I love them to death, and I love Strong Style also, their brand, but they always take so long to ship and get your product. 
Anyway, Pro Wrestling T showed an upcoming Pharaoh plush dog. It's a little plush dog, and they put a scarf around its neck, but they put Siberian Nightmare logo on it, just like Cody Rhodes. So you can get soon your, uh, excuse me, Cody Rhodes Pharaoh Siberian Nightmare scarf wearing little plush dog. It's like a beanie baby. I'm definitely going to pre-order mine. The thing's too cute, and in the future, it'll be worth a lot of money. <laughs> I love me some Pharaoh. Uh, speaking of Pharaoh, this episode ended with Cody listening, excuse me, listening to a voicemail from the GOAT, Tris Jericho. Y2J was incensed that Cody called him a dick in the New York Post article. He even took a shot at Pharaoh, telling Cody to keep that dog away from him. He doesn't like dogs. And that he is the one putting treats in Pharaoh's bowl and money in the entire AEW roster's pockets. He's the star of AEW. And if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be anything. Uh, let me see. He says he's the only reason going to survive, and he's the hype behind the whole promotion. And if Cody ever disrespects him again, you will slap him in the face. Like I said, it was a very good episode. Uh, then we'll move on to this week's episode of Being the Elite. It was highlighted that Mac Jackson was still pissed as hell over Kenny Omega signing Michael Akasawa to AEW. Then he, him and Kenny got each other on the phone. Kenny kept gushing over how big of a deal it was signing Michael, excuse me, Akasawa, how he's multilingual and he could be a go between between the Americans and the New Japan talent that they're going to be featuring in AEW. It's weird. Matt won't say anything to Kenny directly, but he is so mad behind the scenes of when he's by himself. He just lets him have his moment over the big signing and gets off the phone. They cut, then cut to Sammy Guevara from uh, AAA Lucha Libre Wrestling, the champ. Uh, he met some wrestlers outside an event again. He was super nice to them, and he walked away, and they, everybody said they hated him. Why does everybody hate this kid? It also showed the butts watching their children play, and Nick and Matt said they were going to release some footage of them in their younger years in Sancho uh, Mucho Rumo, uh, what is it? Sancho Rumo, Conga, Malagana, California, whatever it is. Right? That's why he left it out of the script, because I didn't even want to say it, but you know where the bucks are from in Cali. It's uh, also where, uh, excuse me. Dean Kutz's characters from too. But anyway, I'm losing you guys. They were going to release footage of them when, when they were young in California, uh, in their backyard, you know what I mean, when they started wrestling, what have you. They did show the footage and it was very good. Uh, let me see. They also showed SCU in Australia, hating on all the Australian animals over there. It was funny AF as always. And then uh, this episode's being elite and it with MJF and Brandy at dinner. Cody excused himself and went upstairs and MJF out of nowhere accused Brandy of being a gold digger, and he even pretty much ins uh, insisted that she was ugly. Brandy ripped into him and cursed him the F out. She said that he was, what, he said what was stopping him from going upstairs and telling Cody, uh, she said, excuse me, what was stopping her from going upstairs and telling Cody that MGA is a big fake? He said he would tell Cody that she gave him eyes all night and grabbed his junk under the table. She said Cody would never believe him. After that, they mocked each other and they went back and forth and then they toasted a glass with their hate towards each other. So in the future, Brandy definitely knows he's a fake like other people do. Cody won't believe it, but him and her are going to have some good tension. It should be good. Uh, actually, after that, they cut to Joey Ryan, Ryan pleading with SGU to have his back because everybody wants to beat Joey Ryan up because they know the Young Bucks will show up to help him out and maybe they'll get a contract to AEW. So he caught SCU backstage and he was, acting, he was begging them to have his back. They were acting all Hollywood and bougie like making deals on a 
phone and Kazarian telling him to get out of here, what have you. After that, he ran into Flip Wilson. Uh, Flip Wilson said he wondered if he beat Joey Ryan, if uh, then Cody would put him on a double or nothing pay-per-view. So Joey Ryan got out of there before Flip could attack him. Joey Ryan ran into a huge wrestler looking for the Bucks backstage until Fat-Ass Master came out and rescued him, thank God. The episode did end with Nick Jackson in his office picking out rain gear and packing it, then pulling out his passport. After that, Matt met him. They were walking down the hallway, and they said they can't believe they wrestled. They haven't wrestled since January 1st. And we all know that weekend they were taking their flights to Mexico and winning those tag titles off the Lucha Lube brothers. If you ask me, that's just too sweet. Now on us on WWE News. Well, Arn Anderson broke his silence on getting fired. He did not say much because he knows he was in the wrong. Obi said that he was fortunate enough to work for them for over 18 years, and by doing so, he was able to provide for his family and himself a nice living. That he has no regrets and that all his good friends still work there and that everything has a shelf life. There was no, it was my fault because I okayed a wrestler to work while drunk, etc., what have you. He knew better than to say a bad word about the WWE. Ex-WWE superstar, my daughter's favorite, Enzo Amore, now going by Enzo, N-Z-O, uh, dropped, uh, he dropped the E off his name. He did a heck of a shoot interview with uh, over-the-top wrestling, or top-broke wrestling. He was very candid and was very long. He had an insight on a lot of things. It was a great interview, a must-watch. Also, he said new music is dropping next month in April, which I can't wait for, because Phoenix and Barry Mia G are straight fire. He also went at the interviewer from the sports website, from the sportster, uh, sportster website, for misquoting him. They said that his old partner, Big Cass, and his ex, Carmella, got into an altercation. Not true, Enzo said. He never said that. He said they were very cordial to each other, and they never fought. So I hate when reporters do that. Uh, Nia Jax responded to Dave Meltzer. She went after him online. She called him a POS, which is a piece of shit, in response to him implying that her cousin Roman Reigns recovery medicine meds, because Roman said that he got over his leukemia by taking medication, not like, you know, radiation. And Meltzer pretty much, you know, questioned him on it. So Nia Jax got a, a wind of it, and she is Roman's cousin, and the Rock's cousin, and the Uso's cousin, and she called Meltzer a big piece of shit online for their questioning Roman's recovery process. Uh, they are saying that WrestleMania will be the longest pay-per-view in history. As of right now, it has a total of 17 matches on a card, and Vince wants as many superstars to get a shot on the show, which I do love. I think it's only right. The longest Mania so far ran for a whopping 314 minutes. This one's going to blow that one away. Uh, so stoked for the man that win her belt and title back. It is total BS that Vince put Charlotte into the uh, made it a triple match between Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. It should have just been Becky and Rhonda, and Becky winning her title back. My daughter and I cannot wait. Our week is full of events, and I will reveal them, as I said, our updated list at the end of the show. Uh, the WWE Hall of Fame is shaping up to be a really good one this year. So far, the nominees and the main nominees in the night are Degeneration X, one of my two top all-time factions. Of course, the other one's the NWO. So it will be Triple H, HBK, Rick Rude, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, My Dog X-Pac, and finally getting her dues, the ninth wonder of the world, Joni, a.k.a. China. Godspeed, gal.
We love you. Can't wait for them to induct her for, on her own, like one-on-one -on -one induction, because she deserves it, too. She's the best female wrestler in history right now. Uh, also being inducted that night is the Honky Tonk Man, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, IC champs of all time, Tori Wilson, who I could never and I still cannot stand, and the newest addition, my dogs, Harlem Heat, suckers, one of the best tag teams ever. Uh, Kurt Angle announced that he is retiring and his last match will be, uh, might be with John Cena, which would be really, really cool. It's going to be a WrestleMania, so I want them to fight against each other because John Cena's first match on the main roster was against Angle, and it was an excellent match, and that would be an awesome way to send Angle off. But they're probably tagged with Cena or something cheesy like that. Uh, at an event over the weekend, a fan tweeted a shot after Mandy Rose dropped Oscar right on her neck at a uh, right on her head and neck at a live event, and the ref gave the X sign, and that means that a performer is really hurt. Uh, we here at AEW, Oscar, we wish you the best. We hope everything's okay. WWE announced who the Shield honorary member will be for the rest of the summer or the year. Ambrose is leaving, and of course they're not going to break them up, which they should because it's so stupid. So they're putting Braun Strowman as an honorary member of the Shield for the rest of the summer, the rest of the tour, what have you. I don't like when WWE does this. If Dean is not there, there is no Shield. Don't be putting Angle in there, Triple H, or Braun, or anybody else. Just dumb. Uh, WWE signed a new deal with Mars, a candy, a.k.a. Snickers, to sponsor them for another year. You know, the new Daniel Bryan will not be very happy at all about candy being a part of the show, you know, or promoting an organization that he is the champion of. Snickers is cool, though. You know how they put the names on a bar? Well, they did put five wrestlers and their meanings on their new Snickers bars. The Miz equals awesome. Lana equals ravishing. Bobby Roode equals glorious. AJ Styles equals phenomenal. And Rusev equals brute. So definitely look for those five new names on Snicker Bars coming out very soon. Uh, speaking of Rusev, he took to Twitter to respond. Somebody posted and made the notice that he is tied right now for the most losses in a row at pay-per-views. He's tied with the great Kali. And that's pretty, pretty sad. Rusev responded on Twitter that WWE would probably not even let him be number one at most losses at pay-per-views either as a little jab to them. Everybody knows that him and his life, life, wife Lana are very unhappy there. And once his contract's up, he's going to make a great addition to another promotion, probably AEW. It came out that newlyweds Alistair Black and Selena Vega would be taking time off for half of their whole honeymoon they have planned. They have a two-part honeymoon plan, and they're taking time off for the first half of it. I mean, congrats and a joy, but it definitely will stop Alistair's main roster push and his chances of winning the Dusty Road Tag Team Championship with Ricochet. I mean, I could and should. I mean, he should. they should and could take time off. Of course, they deserve it. They're a married couple, but to me, it's just a bad time to do it. I wouldn't. I'd wait till my, you know, my character or whatever I was doing, my storyline slowed down. But hey, congrats to the newlyweds and have a great time. Uh, WWE had a nice short vignette about the Shield's last ride at Fastlane called The Day of the Shield. It was almost 10 minutes long and it was very good. Shane did not treat Dean Ambrose 
Triton and he is leaving. That's my dog, him and Seth Rollins. But definitely check that out on WWE.com. Uh, it was very cool to see the return to see the return of Matt Hardy and the original Hardy Boys. It is like he is leaving his personas open and changeable. He said he can channel broken or walking Matt at any time, and I definitely seen big money Matt make his return on YouTube. Good stuff, Hardy. He's always reinventing and staying relevant. I love it. Uh, Bray Wyatt teased a picture of himself on Twitter and said that he might be back at WrestleMania. Mania. What was interesting to me that he had a picture of him and ring announcer JoJo. Now we all know the scandal. Bray was married with kids and started an on-road relationship with ring announcer JoJo. His wife found out and made it public, which WWE hates, and they punished Wyatt. He's been in doghouse ever since. But his Twitter pic of JoJo, his, in his Twitter pic, JoJo was with them, which is crazy to me because she's been gone for a little bit and taking time off for personal reasons so I guess they're taking their personal time together uh, it looks like she's taking full advantage of her time if you ask me Anyway, WWE is building up the road to WrestleMania, and I must say that the Shields' last ride together at Fastlane was amazing. That match had me so hyped and was so good. That is a way to go out if you have to. Dean will be missed badly. So Raw kicked go to the Raw now. Raw kicked off with the Shield. Roman put Seth over in the middle of the ring, and him and Ambrose left for the matches later on to get ready for them. Seth took the mic, and of course Paul Heyman came out. Heyman talked that talk as he always does until Shelton. Benjamin came out and snuck Seth from behind. A match happened between the two, and Heyman sat with the commentators. They questioned why Brock was not there and is only 27 days away from Mania. Later, Heyman got a call on his cell phone and announced that Brock Lesnar would be there next week, um, as Seth beat Shelton Benjamin with the curb stop. After that, Bat Balor fought Bobby Lashley for Balor's IC title, and Lashley actually won. He beat Balor and is now the IC champ going into Mania, which is insane. Ronda Rousey came out uh, with her breaking kayfabe new heel persona, you know what I mean, breaking down the fourth wall for us viewers at home after her YouTube rambling viral last week. Dana Brooks came out to confront her talking that talk. My baby Dana has been hitting the gym. She lost that little baby weight she had and she's looking amazing at it always. But Ronda beat the piss out of her and left her laying outside the ring. I like the heel Ronda, she's dope. Alexa Bliss came out and announced that she would be the host of WrestleMania. Uh, uh, I'll leave that one alone. The weekly new co-host of Saturday Night Live sent Bronda. Well, not the new co news co-host. I'm sorry. If you watch Saturday Night Live, they have the weekly news. You know, there's been great hosts from it. And they got those two co-hosts for a while now. Um, they got into an altercation with Braun Strowman backstage. So they sent Braun a brand new, beautiful sports car. Uh, excuse me. As damage control after the run-in they had with Braun. Braun destroyed the car in seconds. He literally ripped the door off, ripped the hood off, what have you. It was insane. He told them to tell them we'll see them at Mania. Triple H came out to the ring. The place went nuts as always, and he called out Batista. Batista came out looking all bougie like a, uh, all Hollywood, what have you, and he came out with his own personal security squad. Batista was acting real weird, though. He just kept repeating, give me what I want. Give me what I want. You won't give me what I want. And then at the end, he finally said he wants one last match with Triple H to end Triple H's career, to end it on his terms. Triple H said they can have the match on his terms, but it'll be his kind of match. Triple H said they're going to be fighting in a no-holds-barred match. So seeing the Beast Batista and Triple H going out of that mania, that's going to be dope. Uh, they then had Roman come out, and Drew McIntyre attacked him. He did him dirty from behind. And they kept fighting, fighting. They went to the outside, and actually Drew gave him a 
a Claymore kick. This head hit right on the outside ring post, so he was out. Seth came out, made sure Roman was all right, and took him to the back. Shield then came out, and he wanted to fight. Uh, uh, excuse me, he wanted to fight Drew McIntyre to avenge his Shield brother Roman Reigns. They had a false count anywhere match. They ended up on a Titantron, and Drew put Dean's head in between a handrail of the stage. He Claymore kicked him. He got the one, two, three. He then more Claymore kicked him into the bottom of the Titantron, and then again he Claymore kicked him on the stage. As Renee Young, Dean's wife, screamed, and Raw went off the air. It was a very good episode, and within the next year, Drew McIntyre will be champ. Mark my words. SmackDown was good, too. This week's uh, was also very good. It started off with Shane O'Mac coming to the ring and with his best-in-the-world trophy. He was explained why he turned on the Miz and that they would fight for the best-in-the-world at Mania. I think it's stupid. I don't think that anybody cares about this match, including myself. And it stinks, because Shane's awesome, and the Miz is even better. And Miz deserves Mania. He needs his championship run again. Uh, they then had Orton come out, and he verbally destroyed and attacked AJ Styles in AJ Styles' career, going very deep about both of their back and forth about both of their careers, actually. AJ came out to say his part. They just went back and forth verbally, and then, you know, Randy Orton walked away. After that, the man Becky Lynch came out, and uh, she cut a promo about being in Mania's main event and took shots at Rick, uh, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Flair came out talking that talk. Becky replied, and her segment ended. So right there, two segments in a row, just talk, no action, just ending on to next week. It was a legit waste of time for both of them. Then they showed the new Daniel Bryan and his, uh, excuse me, sidekick Rowan backstage. He cut a chromo about Kofi Kingston and Mr. McMahon. They showed the Iconics calling out the new WWE Women's Champions. The Women's Champions said they go to all, uh, all shows and they would fight everybody, but they never showed up on SmackDown yet. So the Iconics want to fight them for the belt. If you ask me, the Iconics should have definitely won the belts. If not them, Sonya, Sonya Deville or Mandy Rose deserved those belts, not Sasha or Bailey. It's so lame. Uh, let me see. KO and Mustafa Ali fought the new Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Rowan won with his claw slam finisher. Then Vince took to the ring about Kofi Kingston and his Mania title shot. The new day came out. They were pleading with Vince back and forth. And then it ended with Rowan, Samoa Joe, and the bar rushing the ring. It went back and forth, but the New Day was able to hold them off, thank God, and they held their own and they stood in the ring. I don't know why Vince always holds, uh, holds the underdogs down. I don't know. A rumor just dropped that Brock Lesnar might be joining SmackDown. That would be awesome as long as he shows up and actually makes appearances on SmackDown. Also, Finn Balor announced that he would love to face the Undertaker at Mania. Imagine the Demon vs. Taker. Since he lost his IC title Monday night, his Mania match is open. So I think that match could steal the show if they can make it happen. All right, peeps, we're going to take a little break right now. When we come back, we have some WCW news. That's right. I said WCW news, and I did not stutter. Some Ring of Honor news, some New Japan news, TNA Impact news, and we have what we're going to be doing for WrestleMania week. So definitely come back. we got to pay some bills and hear some messages from our sponsors, all right? Thanks for listening to AEW Insider. Consummate. You'd have to blow him and let him fuck you in the ass. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, we're back. You know, we had to pay those bills, people. Like I said, we got some WCW news. That's right, I said WCW. It's not like they're reopening or coming back or anything like that. But a cool little tidbit was released. In a recent interview, Eric Bischoff revealed that Dennis Robin altogether was paid over a million dollars for his appearances back in WCW back in the day. Not for one, but for his whole line of work with the company when he fought, uh, when he was with Hollywood Hogan with the NWO when he fought Carmelo and except not a bad payday at all though Robin took home a million dollars so thanks for that Bischoff it's always cool to find out a little insight like that uh, Ring of Honor on Friday had their 17th anniversary pay-per-view in Vegas. It was a very good pay-per-view and card. Uh, their last one before the Super Show at New Japan at the Garden. Nick Aldis filled in for Cole Cabana on commentary. Marty Skull defeated Kenny King as a nice opener. Jeff Cobb beat Shane Taylor. Yo, you gotta see, I seen a clip on Twitter of Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb came off the ropes with a flying shoulder uh, block. He knocked the guy on the mat. Yo, he kept going forward. All the way from the middle of the ring, through the ropes, out to the floor. He's a big dude, but not being able to stop your own momentum like that must be insane. It is absolutely insane and hilarious, and you must see the spot. Run and check it out. Uh, Matt Taven and Jay Letho uh, fought for Jay Letho's Ring of Honor heavyweight title and ended in a time limit draw. Marty Skrull came out and held up the title, declaring that he will be the next champ. If you ask me, Taven deserves it. He is awesome. Uh, after that, Rush defeated Bandito. In a close up tonight, they had Villain Enterprises with my Twitter buddy, PCO, uh, versus the Briscoes. It is insane, and I am super happy, but Villain Inc. became ROH Tag Team Champs. But the Briscoes, not even two weeks ago, uh, made a match against the Gorillas of Destiny at the Super Show in New York. It was supposed to be belt for tag team belt, and then Ring of Honor takes their belts from them before the show. It makes no sense. Uh, they had to cut two matches due to the time of the pay-per-view. One included my peeps' lifeblood, which sucks, but hey, it is what it is. Now on to some New Japan news. New Japan is having their Japan Cup Tournament. The winner gets to fight Jay White, the Switchblade at the Garden. That's going to be such an awesome pay-per-view. I'm stoked for that. The Ring of Honor, Garden, Ring of Honor uh, excuse me, a New Japan Super Card Show at the Garden is going to be amazing. It's going to be super dope. We all know they will have Okada window. It's going to be Okada versus Jay White in the main event. If you ask me, Will Ospreay deserves it. It's his time to shine. It would be great if it's him or Ibushi. But it won't be. If you ask me, get with the New Japan. Do not wait forever like you did with Kenny Omega. Then uh, then they leave because you made them wait too long to make them a champ. Osprey's going to leave if you hold them back for so long. Then I turn into WWE and squander the amazing talent that you have in your roster. Because you've seen you lost a lot recently. Uh, on the TNA Impact. Impact keeps getting better and better if you ask me. Besides having my current fave Sammy Callahan there, it really is stepping its game back up. The other two members of Ohio versus everybody just resigned their contracts, which is an awesome thing. Uh, Friday night show had some good spots. The best and the weirdest had to do with Johnny Impact, Killer Cross, Brian Cage, and Johnny's wife's Taya. It opened with Killer Cross carrying a beaten, broken Johnny Impact on his back to the middle of the ring. He had a cinder block in his other hand. He brought him into the ring and set up the cinder block on Johnny, and before he could hit him with the chair and the cinder block, his wife Taya came out. And 
She was trying to get Brian Cage to help her. She ran into the ring and covered Johnny Impact's body while Cage stayed at the top of the ramp and watched. Uh, she got up and she attacked Killer, Killer Cross to no avail. He was about to destroy her with the chair until Cage came in. He attacked Killer Cross and knocked him to the outside of the ring. Taya kept taking Cage over and over until she gave him a low blow from behind. Johnny Impact in an incident did a kip up and landed on his feet and he hit Cage with a sweet move. Then he put the cinder block on the side of Cage's head and smashed it with the chair. He left Cage in a ring broken. What is going on with Killer Cross and Johnny Impact and why would the heel turn? Stay tuned, true believers. Also notable from Friday Night Show was Jordan Grace vs. My Baby, Tessa Blanchard. It was for the number one contender uh, excuse me, spot for the Impact Knockout Female Champion belt. This Grace chick is freaking a beast. She just added, she's a beast, and she just got a lot of clout added to her name by being a test of becoming the number one contender for the women's knockout world title. Nice of Tessa to put her over like she did. Tessa went crazy after losing the match, though. She would not leave the ring area. She then took her anger out on the skinny male bell ringer at ringside. She dragged him into the ring and was about to destroy his 90-pound soaking wet ass, and when Gail Kim came out. I mean, Tessa beat her, beat the little punk's butt, but it would have been way worse. Gail and her had a heated exchange of words, and then Gail attacked her and left Tessa lying in the ring. Not cool at all. Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake had a nice, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, they were very cool. I like how they team up together. Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake, if you ask me, are very, very cool. Um, they cheated with the Kendall stick to win their tag team match. I like how they do team them up, and Eddie Edwards should bend down and kiss Sammy Callahan's feet for crushing his eye socket with that bat like he did last year. It turned him into a legit star and main eventer. So kiss his feet, Eddie. Don't hold any grudges. Uh, great match of the night was Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Tommy Dreamer versus OVE. In the end, my dog Sammy grabbed him by the nuts and hit him with a paw drive for the win. OVE, baby. Sorry, Tommy Dreamer. Maybe next time. Thumbs up, thumbs down. All right, so here is my daughter and I agendas as of right now for WrestleMania week. We will arrive Wednesday, April 3rd. That's just a chill night. Go out with the family, have dinner, what have you. Thursday night, we'll have find something fun to do during the day. And Thursday, excuse me, Thursday during the day, we'll find something fun to do. But Thursday night, we do have tickets for Impact. It's cross-promotion with Lucha Underground. Uh, they have their pay-per-view going on called United We Stand in Jersey. It's insane because the pay-per-view does not start until 11 p.m. that night. So I know it's going to be an effing blast. Friday morning, we do have tickets to go to WrestleCon. We're going to meet and get some great pics and videos of a lot of current and older stars. That night, we will be attending Joey Ryan's first ever penis party pay-per-view. Saturday morning, we're going to be at the pay-per-view Pancake and Pop drivers three and then enjoy wrestlecon again that day uh in between wrestlecon we're gonna go catch pet cemetery at the movies in manhattan after pet cemetery we're gonna be right on time for the ring of honor cross promotion with new japan supercard show at madison square garden baby that show is gonna be amazing Sunday morning and afternoon, we'll be at the Bullet Club Block Party in Jersey. Right after that, we're going to be returning, excuse me, attending WrestleMania in New Jersey. And on Monday, we have tickets for WrestleMania access at the Brooklyn Pier. So we'll be there for a whole week. And besides the day we get there and besides the day we're leaving, we have nothing but wrestling plan, wrestling events, everything. So I will have footage, stories, and reports from and for everything. AEW Insider will be your stop for 
all things WrestleMania that week. All right, that is it for this week's peeps. I'm sorry I have not been on in so long. It's been a lot of personal things going on with my daughter, what have you. You don't even know. But we are on the road to WrestleMania, and trust me, this is your stop for all things wrestling. We got a lot of our we get a lot of our sources from online and in print from such sources as Wrestle Talk, Dave Meltzer, Sam Roberts, The Sportser, Bleacher Report, just to name a few. I like to get props from where we get some of our stories and gossip from. Uh, make sure you check out our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker Podcast, and more. Also, check out the AEW Insider on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure you join our groups. Come chat with us, man. You hit me up. I interact with you all the time. I'm a Facebook nut and junkie and Twitter. So interact, share, and chat with us at the AE Insider group and the WFW group on Facebook. If you want, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for all things WWE, on the usual, check out my boy Tutooth and his crew over there at Jabber Jabber Universe. Uh, this podcast is really taking off for me. It's doing even better than my YouTube show, so I love you guys for it. I mean, it is the the listens and the plays are awesome. It's coming out of nowhere. So I want to thank Anchor. I want to thank all you fans and listeners, and I promise you I'm back. We're on the road to WrestleMania, and WrestleMania week is going to be awesome. So stay tuned and keep rocking and rolling with me. Like I said, if you don't let me down, I won't let you down. I got a bunch of new equipment. I got a new uh, camcorder, microphones, all set up and all that. So I'm going to be doing some cool videos, what have you. So definitely tune in. I'll be back next week. I think we're going to do it every Sunday. You know what I mean? I should put it out Sunday night unless it gets late. But if not Monday, I hear it's not good to put it on Monday, Tuesday, when we're on SmackDown or on. But I'm going to do it Sunday nights because it's a little bit of a relaxing day for me half the day. And plus, all the, you know, all the wrestling news of the week will be in by that time. So I'll be back next week peeps definitely check me out uh like i said head up to aew insider or facebook twitter youtube anchor and everywhere else that you can listen to podcasts at we'll be back next week i'm your host lee Betts. this is the aew insider all elite all the time